Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Gordon Damer Show. Yamamoto to the Dodgers. 12 years, $325 million. So fallout of it, if you're a Yankee, is it seems pretty clear Yankees got played. For the Mets, there is no plan B. Yamamoto was the guy because he's good now and he's good later because he's 25. This was the perfect guy for the Mets to target. I know there's been a lot well you can't blame the Mets they offered as much as the Dodgers yeah you had the same offer as the Dodgers that's not good enough this is the time where you're you're equal to the other no you gotta be a way ahead of them otherwise you're not in the game this is the Gordon Damer show on 98.7 ESPN take the freeway down run run Rudolph I can't, I can't hang with Chuck Berry. You ever see that clip of Chuck Berry singing with uh, John Lennon? They're on like a stage somewhere in like a show. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, Yoko Ono starts like screaming during the song and Chuck Berry's eyes almost pop out of his head. It's wild. It was a wild time, man. It was a wild time. Hey, it's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. It's been a good part of the first hour, really the entire first hour. It flies by. It's the quickest three hours in radio. We spent it a lot uh, talking about uh, Yamamoto to the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Mets and what do they do now. But I did want to focus on some other things. Knicks are coming up at noon. They face off against the Bucks. First of two against the Milwaukee Bucks. If you needed anything to put a little damper on your holiday spirit, Knicks bucks twice in a row. That's not exactly what we were looking for. But the Knicks are kind of uh, in the spotlight because they're the Knicks. They're always kind of in the spotlight. And this is the time of the year where they become almost the entire spotlight because of the situations with the, the Jets and the Giants playing out the string. And that's exactly it's funny. First hour, we did uh, not, not a lot of Giants playoff scenarios being brought up. Strange. But when the the Knicks kind of are more of the spotlight here after the other day, the comments made by uh, Becky Hammond. What's the show? The Jump? Is it The Jump? The Jump. Of course it is. How could I not know it was The Jump? Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Becky Hammond's comments about the Knicks, they were kind of having a conversation about Jalen Brunson, the Knicks. Actually, here are the comments of Becky Hammond the other day on, of course, The Jump. They're not getting into that tier. They don't have enough personnel. They don't have the manpower that they need to hang with those guys. I think you're going to get a consistent team like they've been. They're a pretty good team. They're, they're well coached. They're going to be on their defensive game. But at the end of the day, they don't have a dude. you got to have a dude. you got to have a 1A dude. And they're missing that at the end of the day if, if we're just getting down to brass taxes. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't want to disagree with Becky today, but they do have that dude. Who? Jalen Brunson. No, he's too small. It, but here, here's the thing, and that's that's. <laughs> Didn't that's, they say but, about you? But you know what? They say that about you. But you're you, a hall of you know I got a philosophy. But, Can I say my philosophy? Go ahead. If your best player is small, you're not winning. John Stockton, Allen Iverson, Steve Nash. You could go down the list. Steph, Steph Curry. He's not that small. He's like 6'3". But, but also, though, I mean, he's <laughs> the greatest shooter to ever walk the planet. He's he's in an, he's in an he's outlier. Class. Okay. Okay, so that's the conversation from the jump the other day that uh, sparked up with uh, a lot of Knicks fans. And it starts with the question about can the Knicks get into the top tier in the Eastern Conference? And Becky Hammond says, no, they can't get into that tier. 
Uh, yeah, the, I, I know. Everybody knows. Can you show me who is saying that the Knicks are championship contenders? Because to be in the top three in the East, that's what you're saying. If you're saying the Knicks can compete in a playoff series against the Celtics, Bucks, or Sixers, those teams this year, if they don't win a championship, it's a disappointment, a major disappointment. The Celtics are built for now. The Bucks are built for now. The Sixers are built for now. They are not. They are the top three, and the Knicks are not. Yes, I got it. They're not top three. So what do we do now? We just throw away this. Oh, they're not top three. Oh, do people not remember? I, I get it. People's memories are short, and mine, uh, it's, it's terrible. But when this regime got here four years ago, that previous season, the Knicks won 21 games. They won 17 the year before. Yes, they're not a championship contender. But who's arguing that they're just as good as the other? Nobody. Oh, look, there's some delusional Knicks fans, but that's... It was like when uh, when uh, Kenny Smith, the uh, what was it, a couple weeks ago now? Oh, they're not as good as those top. Yeah, we know. We know. We know. We're okay with that. The other problem with the comments that Becky Hammond made was she screwed up what 1A is. What she was really saying was Jalen Brunson cannot be the best player on a championship team. Again, much like the Knicks competing with the, the Celtics, Bucks, and Sixers, who's saying that he can be? Who is saying, well, you know what? The Knicks can win a championship with Jalen Brunson being their best player. So she messed up what what 1A means is the sidekick to the one. That's why it's 1A. If it's one, it's just one. You don't need to. We don't list things. Hey, 1A, 1B. No, the first thing is one. The subsets of one are 1A, 1B. So if you're saying he can't be a sidekick to a championship level team, that kind of depends on who the one is. That's why we always have a conversation about who the Knicks are going to trade. Are they going to get a superstar? Who is that superstar they're going to get? So I think what kind of aggravates Knicks fans about those kind of comments is it always kind of feels like they're changing the rules. The Knicks are way better than they've been in forever. Can we, can we be a lap? And there's always this like kind of snide way of saying, well, they're not in that, that top group. Yeah, we realize that. Can we enjoy where we're at right now? And it just kind of feels like there's always, it's always like changing the rules. And especially with Brunson. Before the Knicks got, well, they're, they're targeting Brunson. They're not going to get Brunson. Why, why would he leave the Mavericks? They're not going to get him. They're not going to get him. And then when they get, oh, well, yeah, Knicks got him, but they way over. He's not that good. He just had the one season. He's not that good. They overpaid for him. Jalen Brunson much like those other conversations that nobody's arguing the other side, but we some reason still continue to have them. Another argument that nobody's arguing the other side because there is no other side, Jalen Brunson has been better than advertised. When was the last time that happened? When was the last time that happened for the Knicks? Has it happened for the Knicks? As great as he's been, Nobody, realistically, is saying the Knicks can win a championship as currently constructed. That's why anytime we, again, have a conversation with the Knicks, at some point, maybe the first conversation is about where the Knicks are at, but the 1A conversation is about 
what the big move they're eventually going to make. And that's why there's so much riding on that big move that they're going to make. Because when they make the big move that we all are hoping for, expecting, as soon as you saw that Leon Rose, the former agent, is taking over, that's where the focus, that's where your eye immediately is going to be drawn to, is because when they make that move, well, then you can have a conversation. Can they compete against the top three in the East? But not before then. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. All right, let's get some more phone calls in here. Let's go to, uh, let's see here. Tommy is in Connecticut. Tommy, go, my man. What's up, Gordon? I know we're uh, trying to switch to the Knicks. But, uh, That's okay. You can hit with the Yankees, too. All right. So, have you ever seen, like, a flood of, I don't want to call it bad reporting, but, like, premature reporting with, the Otani and the uh, Yamamoto stuff on Twitter. Oh, well, it, it happens. All, I mean, it happened last offseason with Aaron Judge, right? And he was going to the Giants. It, it, there's, there's too much reward for being first and not enough punishment for being wrong. You're, you're 100% right. And then real quick on the uh, Yankees outfield, because you already touched on all the, uh, the pitchers that I, I was going to mention. I think the, the Verdugo signing or the trade was uh, – it was definitely a hedge on not getting Soto, but I think it gives a lot of uh, versatility for Boone. And uh, the sneaky good part of the Soto trade was getting uh, Trent Grisham too. Yes. So I think a fantastic, you know, seventh inning and beyond, you know, defensive replacement because you know you're going to have to pinch run for Giancarlo at some point. Yeah, no question. And Tommy, thanks for the phone call. And Grisham actually has really good splits. He, he's a lefty and he has good splits against lefties. Is he righty? And he's, I, I don't remember, but he has very good reverse splits. So uh, I don't know that he's just going to be a, a a defensive replacement. No, he's a lefty. So he has good, uh, good numbers against lefties. So um, I would not be surprised if he's not just going to be that guy that comes in late in games and, and plays some outfield. I think he might get a little bit of run. Now, his numbers overall don't look great, but... Uh, I, I did like that as, as as a throw-in. And certainly some of the other names that were being mentioned as throw-ins, like Jake Cronenworth, who signed for like seven more years, it was the, uh, the better option. Uh, you know, when we were talking about this before, I can't remember the caller's name, but he said, well, what if – I like the, 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 the argument being made why this is good that the Mets didn't get Yamamoto is – the point brought up by the caller was, well, what if he turns into Tim Lincecum? Oh my God, not that. <laughs> the, the, the best pitcher in the sport for a five-year span. Oh my God. And well, what if in year eight? What do you care about year eight? What do you care about year eight? You will have more than enough time to prepare for year eight when year eight gets a little closer to being here. Let's worry about the now. There's, there's no way that you can look at Yamamoto signing with the Dodgers as being equally as bad for the Yankees as the Mets. It's clearly way worse for the Mets. Way worse. Let's go to Fran in Massapequa. Fran, what's going on? My man going, what's up, baby? How are you? <laughs> what's going on, Fran? How are you? <laughs> oh, God. It's just amazing with the Mets, man. First of all, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, whatever you believe in. You're, you're one of the good ones. You and uh, Larry. Thank you. I like I you guys, that. man. I like you guys, yeah. Well, where do, you, where do you start with this team, man? I mean, you know, the guy takes over. We hear nothing, but, wow, it's gonna, he's going to spend a ton of money. It's going to be different. And the first year is a disaster. We have to 
we have to fire sale two guys out of town that are getting whatever, $200 million, whatever we gave those guys, the two pitches. We had to watch Vogel back. I mean, it's a right as of to right now, this minute, I got 10 15 a.m. on Saturday before Christmas. It's a failure so far. He might have got us away from Will Pond, yes, but do you agree with me right now? Oh, it's a failure. Yeah. So far, it's been a failure. I mean, it's, I mean, this is ridiculous. Just like you said, he's supposed to go in and say, Oh, they offered him three and a quarter, we're giving you 375 or 350. Or three six, you know what I mean? You're right. That's the way it's supposed to. Be. Now all of a sudden we're pinching back and this that, and we're gonna. This isn't what we expected. A rebuild, and now they made four or five. They got four or five guys that are that my father like. When we watch boxing. He calls them tomato cans. So now we got we got a bunch of tomato cans that we're picking up all over the place to fill spots. I mean, listen, it's very very disheartening. And just really quick with the Knicks, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this, and I, I want both. I gotta get both your responses on each issue. Really quick with the Knicks. The Knicks, you gotta look at it like an elevator. Do we want to go? Get in the elevator and go to the fifth floor, sixth floor, eighth floor, tenth floor, and skip floors. Or do we want to go up the stairs and take each step the way we're supposed to? And right now, like you said, it's watchable. It's a good team. We can roof for them. They win at home. You know what I mean? If they're playing good, that's we're in the right direction. Of course, we need the next superstar. But you're right on with that. Thank you so much. You always give me the time. Right, you're Fran. a gentleman. Thank you, Fran. I appreciate the call. Does he think that Larry's on the show now? He said he wanted to get both of our opinions. We'll wait for Larry's response. But go ahead, Gordon. <laughs> I don't know Larry's response. We'll have to wait until uh, after the ho- Maybe I'll text Larry in the break and we can find Larry's response. Um I'm not sure. But, well, look, here's the thing. I think people who say that Steve Cohen, uh, there's been this popular narrative now that, well, this is just like the Will. No, it's not. Stop. That's stupid. That On the dumb con scale that I came up with, the five ranges of, of stupid, that's brain dead. That's, that's level five. That's the, that's the most dumb that you can be on the dumb con scale. Uh, but, no, you'd have to say that it's been a, a failure so far. It seemed like it was leading up to something. You get to the playoffs, you win 101 games, and and the moves that you made, oh my gosh, how, who's going to stop the Mets with, with uh, Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom starting a playoff series? And the answer is, who's going to beat the Mets? The Padres did, right away, almost right away. And then you have to take a huge step back. So yeah, it's, it's been a failure so far based on the comments of Steve Cohen when he came in. He said he'd be disappointed within three to five years if they had not won a World Series. And they have not come close to winning a World Series. And it doesn't seem like next year is certainly not going to be that. And even the year beyond, it kind of depends on you hitting a lot of things right from this point forward. Now, for David Stearns, you got to give him some time to do that. But it's very odd to me that this is the time where the Mets and Steve Cohen didn't act like Steve Cohen. This was the time for Steve Cohen to embrace his inner Steve Cohen as the owner with the most money, and he's going to do, he's going to go way above and beyond. He didn't hold back when he got Scherzer or Verlander or those moves. Why, this is the time to, and this was the better case for long term because this is not a win now move. It's win now, but it's also win later. So it was a very odd time to, to, to scale back. 
But it doesn't seem like most Met fans feel that way. They feel like, well, you know, Steve Cohen's doing a good job. It, it's going to come. Trust me, it's going to come at some point. Uh, oh, an awakening, a moment of clarity for Met fans. That, Wait a sec. This is not what we were thinking we were getting. Hey, this is Gordon Damer. Happy holidays from Bay Ridge Mazda. They have over 200 new vehicles. Mark to move. Take advantage of 0% APR financing, no payments for 90 days, and prices below MSRP across the entire selection. And every new Mazda comes with one year of free oil changes and a freer, free tire rotation. You hear that, Harvey? Free tire rotation. You could use that. Visit them during the Season of Inspiration sales event at 9000 4th Avenue in Brooklyn or online at bayridgemazda.com. Available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. Must take same-day delivery. MSRP discounts not available on future or pre-sold inventory. See dealer for details. Ends 1-2-2024. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. I don't compliment you enough, generally because you're not worthy of them, but uh, I think so far today, Christmas song-wise, this is one of my favorites too. Billy Squire, come on. It never gets played. It never. It, you know what the thing about Christmas songs is? You get such a, a dose of them in a short period of time that you get sick of them after all. Like the Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You, fantastic song. It has been played to death. I thought this one was played to death, too. No. You hear it like once or twice a season. That's it. Be now, honest. It's been out there since like 1983. Be honest. Billy Square, right? Yeah. How close are we to Billy Square? Billy Square? But Billy, well, it's, it's one letter. What are you saying? He's no good? I'm saying it might, you might encounter where instead of Billy Square, you say Billy Square. No, I don't think that that's ever happened. I don't think that that, I don't think it, and it hasn't happened at this point. Like we've been say, I've been saying Billy Squire's name since like 1981. So I don't, I don't. Remember when I complimented you for your songs? I take it back. You already have. I was not taking credit for this song at all. Wow, it's a fantastic song. It's a great Christmas. A sing along, nice little sing along. Oh, who doesn't like a sing along at Christmas? Come on, up tempo. It's not one of these slow drummer boy things. Oh my God, those things are put you to sleep dominate in the shower 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number 1-800-919-3776 so a little uh, uh bookkeeping here i uh texted larry based on fran's call about wanting to get both of our rea- i'm assuming he's talking about larry he's not imagining me with with some other person on the show right i mean is that the way you took it guys you thought <laughs> He wants Larry's reaction to it, right? I would think, yeah. Right. That would be the most logical person to be teamed with me, considering we're teamed together during the week. Um, So I texted Larry, what is your reaction to Steve Cohen's ownership in light of losing Yamamoto? I texted him at 1023. So far, no response. Interesting. Interesting. This might be like a Hall and Oates type situation now. If Larry does not respond to me before noon, you'd have to think that he's just he's 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 off hours and he doesn't want to deal with me, right? I mean, the man no said he's on vacation right? and you're bugging him about Steve well, Cohen in the match. What is he? I mean, he, Larry, I'm pretty sure is is busy doing things around the house. 
it's not like he's sitting on a beach someplace. He didn't immediately leave the, the, the last minutes of ESPN New York tonight on Thursday and fly to some tropical island, I don't believe. Now, maybe he's traveling. That's possible, I guess. But I'm guessing he has his phone where this idea, we're on vacation. Well, you don't have your cell phone on vacation? You leave your cell phone at home? To, to me, it's one of two you things. You spend more time on your phone on, on vacation. To me, it's one of two things. It's either. You can't stand your family after a couple days. Is that me? Is that just me? Oh, it's just me. All right. I got it. What, what were you going to say? No, nah, never mind. What I, what I was going to say is just, it's one of two things. It's either you don't take vacation seriously or there's a clear lack of respect for Larry's time. No, it's not a lack of respect. I value his opinion. So a caller called and wanted to know what la- – I'm not asking him to go and get on the air. I'm just asking for a text return. And I would like to think before – it's not like he's sli- – it's not like we're doing DNR and it's 6 in the morning. This is – it's 10.30. Do we know if he's up? He's on vacation it's time after he's all. out of bed. Come on. 10.30, Larry's not sleeping past 10 o'clock. Oh, what did I say? I always have faith. You guys don't trust my guy, Larry Hardesty. I do. Just got a, just got a response. See that? You guys doubted Larry Hardesty. We don't doubt. We didn't doubt him. We're no, just... you doubted him. You were, you were on the other side. I was protecting my guy. Larry responds, not happy. Thought Cohen could, uh, could up a few more bucks to lock up the deal, but can't kill him. He offered the same amount as L.A., but Yamamoto chose Otani and the warm weather. So there's Larry's response. Asked answered 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number 1-800-919-3776 coming up we might have more correspondence with Larry Hardesty we don't know we still have to get into all the NFL we have not even touched on the NFL yet mainly because we have the Jets and Giants in town speaking of we'll have a fresh edition of the poop rankings coming up a little later in the show but coming up next, it is What I Learned This Week on TikTok, and it is only on the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, it's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Perhaps we'll have more answers with Larry later on. New segment that we started on the Saturday show. We just text correspondence back and forth. It's a hoot, people. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Come on. That's what that, that was Larry's response when he saw that I was texting him on a Saturday. What does this guy want? Uh, no, that's not Larry. But we're going to do uh, what I learned on TikTok. I, I have a couple of texts that I did not, not text, uh, Twitter responses, whatever the heck they're called. This new technology, this new fangled technology. Uh, John Super Jr. tweeted me, Gordon, from what we're hearing, it doesn't sound like there was a negotiation. The Mets made their offer, and they brought it back to the Dodgers, and he took it. doesn't sound like there was a back and forth. Well, then that's a misreading of the situation. It's a misreading of the situation by the Mets. It's a misreading thinking that there would be a back and forth, and it was a misreading on the approach of blowing him out of the water. That's the weapon that the Mets had, to blow people. If they want it, they're going to get it. They're going to use the bully of, the, of, of Steve Cohen's wallet that you just can't compete. And the fact that the offer was in line with the other offers, you knew right then the Mets aren't going to get the guy. They got to go above and beyond because, A, that's the, that's the standard that Steve Cohen has established, and, B, that's kind of where the Mets are right now. If it's a competition for a player between the Dodgers and the Mets, yeah, the guy's going to go to the Dodgers, of course. So you had to come in 
again, over the top. And the Mets did not do that. So there's no way to me, and, and the fact that there is no good plan B, and even the Mets, are, even Cohen's telling you that, well, we're not going to do this with anything else. That tells you how big of a, of a swing and a miss this was for Steve Cohen. And it's weird. Maybe it's because Met fans are still reeling from the Wilpon years, and rightfully so. It seems like a lot of them are, are reluctant to criticize Steve Cohen for anything even though he is the owner of the team. And, and the three years so far have, it's not exactly like it's gone according to plan. It's not even not that they've won. It's like they, they've already went away. They built it up one way and then had to tear it down, and now they're already on plan B going into year four. That's not, that's not good planning. If you're already on plan B four years in, that's bad. That's bad. All right, it is that time, people. It's 1037. On a Saturday, it's time for... It's time for... Uh-oh. Have we fallen apart? It's impossible. Ah, I'm just getting warmed up. Full of hijinks. And look, I'm not your friend, so I'm not your friend. I'm your enemy. And educational. You sound like you're a moron. It's What I Learned on TikTok, starring Gordon Damer. Have you been dipping into the eggnog already there, Harvey? You all right? I'm trying to multitask, and I'm out here messing things up. Right. You can't even single task. Never mind multitask. Nice. No, you're fancy. It's, hol- it's the holidays. Let's let's. Gordon the Grinch, everybody. Well. Gordon Grinch here. No, that's silly. Where were you at the Christmas party the other night? I Didn't was, see you. I was working. Why? You, tell the bosses, not me. I don't schedule Santiago myself. Santiago was uh, busy doing Knicks games and Rangers games and DNR and this thing. I saw him for a little while. He was there, made an appearance. It's all about whether or not you can, either you want to or you don't. That's really what it comes down to. All right, who's batting leadoff today? I'll go first. Why not? All right. Might as well. This one is specifically for you, Harvey. Great. Joe, shut your mouth. Because I know you know this one. This one's for Harvey. Go into the soundproof booth. That's what we that's what we need for this segment. A soundproof booth for the other person. All right, Joe? You hear me? You got it. All right. All right, Harvey, number one. When trains were introduced in the U.S., women avoided riding them because the feeling at the time was that women's bodies could not handle the speed and that their uteruses could fall out traveling at 50 miles an hour. Number two. Tolstoy's War and Peace originally had a working title of War, What Is It Good For?, which is where the song gets its lyrics from. But it was Tolstoy's mistress who convinced him to change it to War and Peace. Number three, Neil Armstrong never graduated college. Or number four, sometime in 2024, Toyota will sell its one billionth Corolla worldwide. So again, to recap... When trains were introduced in the U.S., women avoided riding them because they were, the feeling at the time was that their uteruses could fall out. Number two, Tolstoy's, Tolstoy's War and Peace originally had a working title of War, What Is It Good For? That's where the song gets its lyrics from, but it was Tolstoy's mistress that uh, convinced them to change it. Number three, Neil Armstrong never graduated college. Or number four, sometime in 2024, Toyota will sell its one billionth Corolla worldwide. This is, uh, this is quite the variety. Are you still here. multitasking or are you working on this right now? No, I'm going to work. Right. On, I'm going to try to work on this. Okay. All right. 
Single tasking. Let's go with Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong never graduated college. That's right. Lock it in. All right. No, he he definitely graduated college. He's Neil Armstrong. You think you get into NASA without a college degree? Come on. Who knows how it was back then? Those no. academic standards. Yeah, that's Double true. standards. It, it was a wild time. Uh, all right, so now you're down to uh, trains and the women and the uteruses. Tolstoy's War and Peace, War, what is it good for? Or Corolla. One billion Corollas. I'm going to give you one billion Corollas. Lock it in. No, that's also wrong. <laughs> There's not. I think they're going to sell like a hundred million. A billion's a lot. Billion. We, we all don't realize how big a billion is. All right, so now uh, Steve Cohen should know it best of all, but he's holding on to him rather than going after Yamamoto. Uh, all right, so now we're down to two trains. When they were introduced in the U.S., women avoided riding them because the feeling at the time was their uteruses could fall out traveling at 50 miles an hour. Or Tolstoy's War and Peace had a working title originally of War, What Is It Good For? But Tolstoy's mistress convinced him to change it. I don't like, ah, I don't like this. <laughs> Give me the, the trains and the women. Lock it in. Yeah, that's actually correct. Yeah. Trains, when they were introduced in the U.S., they felt like women's bodies just couldn't handle traveling at such high speeds of 50 miles an hour. And they, there was a feeling that uh, their uteruses could fall out traveling at such high rates of speed. Interesting. It's a wild time, man. The things that happened back then, wild. All right, uh, Joe, good job. Uh, the Tolstoy War, what is it good for? That was from uh, Seinfeld. So when I asked you off the air earlier if anybody was into Seinfeld and Joe said yes and you said no, that's why. I can I come out that. of the soundproof booth now? Yes, you can come out of the soundproof booth. Was it hard for you to uh, keep your, your tongue between your teeth there before with the Tolstoy? No, because I was laughing too hard at the first one. All right, one. good, 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 good. All right, all right, Joe, now it's your turn in the hot seat. Uh, number one, Calvin Coolidge when he was president, was so concerned about the number of turkeys eaten on Thanksgiving that in 1925 he ate a raccoon for dinner that was given to him. Number two, the British military at one time trained pigeons to poop on submarine periscopes. Number three, Spotify is now being sued by former premium users who claim that they can prove the company when you uh, cancel your subscription and you just use the free subscription that they intentionally add your most skipped songs as a way to get you to resubscribe. Or number four, in the last 18 presidential elections, the taller candidate won. I'm going to go with number four because I number think four, that the presidential election. is weirdly factual. All I'm right. going to lock that one. Lock that in. No, it's a big, tall lie. No, I made that up. I think it's uh, 21 of the last 31, but it's not 18 in a row. It's wrong. So now you're down to uh, Calvin Coolidge, British military, Spotify. I'm going to go with the British military outsmarting uh, telescopes. There you go. All right. Lock it in. Yeah, that's actually correct. It was not a very good plan because then they realized that the pigeons couldn't fly out far enough to get to the submarines. So it was quickly uh, the kibosh. Was, uh, look, thinking just outside the box. killed a bunch of, of pigeons is right. what you're I mean, saying. Yeah. 
Also, uh, more pigeons have been awarded military medals than like all the dogs, horses, and other animals combined. That's just ridiculous. It's, it's, I mean, we're having ceremonies now for pigeons. They don't even know what they're doing. You can't even put a medal on a pigeon. No, of course not. Puncture their little skin. Uh, all right. So now, finally, we have the last uh, round of what I learned on TikTok. This time, we flip it. Now there is going to be one truth. Oh, no, excuse me. Three truths and one lie. So now you're trying to spot the lie. And this, because it is that time of year, it is a very merry Christmas edition of what I learned on TikTok. Are we ready? Let's go. All right. Number one, it's a well-known fact that in Hollywood, for Christmas, Tom Cruise sends out the same Christmas gift every single year. It's a white chocolate coconut cake and he sends it to hundreds if not thousands of people number two brenda lee was only 13 when she recorded the song rocking around the christmas tree number three christopher columbus directed home alone only because chevy chase was such a jerk or number four while uh, it's a wonderful life the movie was released in 1946 it did not make a profit until 1982. So to recap, Tom Cruise sends out the same Christmas gift every single year. It's a white chocolate coconut cake that he sends to hundreds, if not thousands of people. Number two, Brenda Lee was only 13 when she recorded Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Number three, Christopher Columbus only directed Home Alone because Chevy Chase was such a jerk. Or number four, while It's a Wonderful Life was released in 1946, it only made a profit in 1982. I'm going to lock in It's a Wonderful Life. That movie has to. That, that movie's been in syndication for 80 years. Okay. You're going to lock that one in. You think that's the lie? Harvey? I'm double locking. Really? Do you want to change your vote now, Joe, based on Harvey? No, let's let's dive off this Christmas tree together. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's actually correct. I'm, I'm very frustrated. It kind of spoils my Christmas now, knowing that you both got it right on the first try. Yes, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. It was a flop at the box office originally, but it made it a profit pretty quickly. Uh, all the other three are absolutely true. Tom Cruise sends out a white chocolate coconut cake every year. It's apparently delicious. Uh, Brenda Lee was only 13 when she recorded Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. And Christopher Columbus, he was originally set to direct uh, Christmas Vacation. But he had a couple of meetings with Chevy Chase. He was such a jerk, he canceled that and decided to make Home Alone, which became the best-selling Christmas movie of all time. So there you go, my friends. That is what I learned this week on TikTok. And now, because of this segment, you have learned it too. Now back to The Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, So we still have NFL picks to come. We still have a polar opposite of power rankings. The fresh report is out for this week, so we got to get to that. Let's get some more phone calls in. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go to uh, Anthony's in the mail truck. Haven't heard from him in a while. Anthony, what's going on, pal? Gordon, what's going on, brother? How are you? I'm good. Happy uh, Merry Christmas to you. Happy Merry Christmas. Happy Holiday. Um, and uh, Happy New Year to you as well. Um, so my my big thing, and I couldn't agree more um, with your take on the Yankees and Mets, um, the, the biggest thing is, we already have the best pitcher in the sport. You know, Yamamoto would have been awesome to have, right? He would have been great as a, as a 1A to Garrett Cole. But us not getting him hurts the Mets 12 times more than it hurts the Yankees. Meaning, even if you guys wanted to go to the World Series as, as the Mets, 
you have to get through Shohei and Yamamoto as a one-two punch next year, uh, in two years, because Otani's not going to pitch next year. So, uh, you know, I haven't heard this take by a lot of uh, people on uh, in ESPN, but, you know, you're spot on with it. I mean, the Mets should be livid that they didn't get Yamamoto. And like I said, they have to go through them to get to the World Series, you know, in every single year for the next 10-plus years. Um, I just wanted to hear your thoughts. Thanks again, Gordon, and you have a great, great weekend, buddy. You too, uh, Anthony. Thanks. Uh, well, look, here's all, if you had to explain Major League Baseball to somebody who's not a Major League Baseball fan, and you told them that there's an owner in the sport who everybody looks at as there, he has no budget. He's the outlier. He's the one guy who will spend whatever it takes. He doesn't care because he has all the money in the world. And that one guy goes into an offseason and one player signs for $700 million and the best pitcher on the market signs for three twenty-five, dollars And it's not the guy, the guy who's the, the guy with the, all the money in the world, he doesn't get either of them. That would make no sense to that person, right? Okay, Steve Cohen, all the money, money is no object. And there's a team that spends a billion dollars on two of the premier players, and it's not the team that has no budget. So I think you have to kind of temper this. I don't want to hear anymore that Steve Cohen, he's going to come in here with his money and do this and do that. Stop. He made an offer which was equal to what the Dodgers made. Ty goes to the runner, Ty went to the Dodgers. You have to be way above and beyond, and, and clearly they didn't do that. And, and you can give whatever excuse you want, but just know that as an excuse, well, they didn't, really, they, they didn't get a chance to, to, to go back and forth. Well, then you had to kind of know that. You flew out to Japan. What were you doing in that time? If you're the guy with no budget, you come in the door and you slap it on the table and you, you show it to the world. And then nobody can, you either take it or you leave it, right? Now, if you do that, if you plop it on the table and, and it's all there for everybody to see, well, then they say no, you gave it your best shot. Nets didn't give it their best shot. They didn't go above and beyond. They did the same as the Dodgers. Let's go out to Tom and Beth Page. Tom, what's going on? Hey, hey, Gordon, you know, I think you're completely wrong because they did give it their best shot. How could you say that an owner that makes the biggest offer in the history of 150-plus years of MLB contract-wise to a pitcher, history of all of baseball, that is the – $325 million. No one in the history of baseball has ever offered that much money for a pitcher. How can you say that's not above and beyond? Because the Dodgers did the exact same thing. Right. But so the Mets could have also – how do you know that the Mets were the first ones to make the offer? So the Mets would have had to offer $500 million. Yeah. And that would have been – if they yeah. offered three fifty. you think the Do- you think the Mets would have – the Dodgers – No, you have to be above – you knew going in you had to be above and beyond, Tom. You ha- when so you're it, Steve Cohen and your brand is overpaying – Spending five dollars on something that costs a dollar—that's what his brand has been in Major League Baseball. Wildly overspending. He didn't wildly overspend here, and he didn't get the player. If you're not, but you talked about the Corollas before, and and you don't understand the concept of what a billion dollar is. All these owners, the Steinbrenners, the Dodgers. Steve Cohen is not the only billionaire owner. So if he offers five hundred million for. Yamamoto, then maybe he doesn't get Soto next year. And to be what? honest, uh, money is no object to Steve win, Cohen. If, That's if, what I've been told, Tom, building, since he came in. 
But if you're building a team to win a World Series in Major League Baseball, it takes more than one player, and you can't Absolutely. have a payroll. Of, but this was the only guy that a, they were going after this offseason. This is it. But it's, but it's, but but there's there's two other off seasons beforehand. Before if we want to win a World Series in 2026, which we've signed for right now, because the city of New York as a whole, Mets, Rangers, Knicks. Every one of them, we haven't won a World Series in, 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 50, in what seems like 50 years. And no one talks about that, that this city of New York has been craving a championship for, for – we're, we're 10 times beyond the, like, the next – if you go 90s, 80s, 70s, 60s, 50s, we're 10 times beyond that as far as the curse of New York. We're like Boston now where we haven't won a championship. So if you want a plan to win a World Series, it takes more than one player. And I'd rather have not given Yamamoto $500 million to not get Juan Soto and Altuve and Wheeler. Why, why they get those guys too. He has no because budget. You can't have it. He's because, Steve Cohen. Gordon, no one could have a payroll of a billion dollars in baseball. That's ridiculous. Nobody well, the, can the, have the that. The Dodgers just spent a billion dollars this offseason. Tom, thanks for the phone call. They just spent a billion dollars on two guys. Doesn't seem to be stopping them. Doesn't seem to be stopping them. Look, if you want to say that Steve Cohen is just another owner like all the other billionaires, that's fine. I would agree with that. And then if that's the standard, fine. He doesn't have to go and blow people out of the water. And if they win a World Series by building up in three years, okay, fine, great. That wasn't the deal we all agreed on. We all said, everybody everywhere, Steve Cohen is different. Steve Cohen is the new George Steinbrenner. Trust me, George Steinbrenner would not have went and said, hey, we're going to make the same offer as the Dodgers and we expect it. No, he would have went above and beyond. And Steve Cohen has established that as his brand since running the Mets. He did not do that here, and he did not get the player, the one player that was a premier player that they were targeting this offseason. No, anything else you say is an excuse. By the way, happy holidays from Bay Ridge Mazda. They've got over 200 new vehicles marked to move. Take advantage of 0% APR financing, no payments for 90 days, and prices below MSRP across their entire selection. And every new Mazda comes with one-year free oil changes and a free tire rotation. Visit them during the Season of Inspiration sales event at 9000 4th Avenue in Brooklyn or online at BayRidgeMazda.com. Available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. Must take same-day delivery. MSRP discounts not available on future or pre-sold inventory. See dealer for details. Ends 1-2-2024.